0: Grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and come chill out with the four sisters. There's Sue, not the oldest, but the others think she kind of acts like she is. She's a critical care doctor who ran a hospital ICU, so maybe it's okay she's a little bossy. Amy's also a doctor who specializes in the lungs. Then there's Lisa, a former fashion photographer. Then there's Lori, the baby of the family, born more than a decade after the others. Their dad used to say she wasn't an accident, but the first three were... Lori's a six-time Emmy Award-winning TV reporter and your host. Take it away, Lori, before your sisters take over.
1: So we have a brand new episode for this podcast. This is episode four. And since we have a new intro, I thought it would be a good time to sort of flesh out who the sisters are. So I'd like to hear two interesting facts about each of you and then one fun random fact. Sue, you go first.
2: Well, whoa, 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 I'm on the spot. Um, two, one, random facts. Well, my favorite random fact is that there was a character on the show ER that was created after me. It was played by Stanley Tucci, which is kind of funny because I'm a woman, but I guess I have a hard edge. Um, and what was the other question? To I facts? don't even think I knew that. Did you? Wait, I didn't know
3: that. Know that.
2: I forgot. Judith, I knew and collaborate. Awesome. Making that up. <laughs> no, no, no. It was really funny. They, uh, the woman who, who wrote it, knew somebody who I worked with, and he, wa- she wanted a critical care doctor, so she interviewed me, and, um, and uh, she used like she used a lot of the things I said word for word. And then somebody who I worked with, too, came up to me and said, oh, my God, I was watching E.R. last night, and Stanley Tucci sounded just like you. (laughs) Oh, that is so
1: (laughs) weird. We're going to have to revisit that.
3: (laughs) Aim? Okay, well, fun fact um, that I guess I kind of still like to blow people away with is that um, I used to have a private pilot's license. Oh, yeah. Cool. So I took lessons in high school and I completed it in college. And then when I decided to go to medical school, it wasn't very compatible with flying, and so I gave it up. So a little bit about me, so I'm the third. I was the youngest until Laurie came along, which I was actually kind of happy to relinquish that spot because it was so much fun having a little sister, especially since I never liked playing with dolls. Um, But playing with a little baby sister was actually a ton of fun. And we used to do some fun things together and I used to get her up in the morning and make her breakfast so that mom could sleep in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, remember (laughs) that. Mom was so
3: lucky. I know. I, you know, I found out how lucky she really was (laughs) when I had my own kids. So, and I have two kids. Um, One is here with us. Um, She, all of her jobs unfortunately disappeared because she does event planning and she was supposed to work. For Coachella and Desert Hearts and some other festivals, and they've all been either canceled or postponed. And my son is in Vermont, and uh, and I'm just trying to get through each day with this unbelievable pandemic, which is just um, even more shocking than the movie Contagion. When I saw it, I just i my heart sank because I felt like that could be us one day, and now here we are.
1: All right, Lise, you got uh, two things about you and one fun
4: fact. So I'm the oldest of the four girls and there were basically three of us for a while. I feel like I was the oldest of three and then there were four. But by the time there was four, I was kind of on my way out the door um, to the house. So I was the slowest in a lot of things. I went off to become a photographer and an artist. And all right, I, I lost my concentration. All right, just pause me, please. <laughs> and that's Lisa.
1: All right, Lisa, you've got, I'll be you've right got back. one fun fact, and I think you should be the one to say it. I'm the oldest of the four sisters, and
4: I have the youngest kid who is about to turn 17.
3: He's and how old were
4: you when you had him? I was 47. That's a pretty that's good what, fun fact. That's my big claim to fame. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's, good that's what you thought. Fame yeah there were no egg so You left. thought i was
4: an older parent add 10 years to that yeah. but it's been interesting and fun and i've really enjoyed it and uh it's the hardest thing i've ever done and the most i don't know if it's the most fun but it's very rewarding and my other little claim to fame is uh i'm i'm a hockey mom and so i decided to get back on the ice to uh to do a two-in-one when my son was playing so i started assistant coaching for a few years i always wanted to play hockey as a kid i never did my dad got me a stick and a puck we used to freeze um the tennis court next door that belonged to Brown university and um but i never got to play because girls didn't play and so oh. i
3: joined to learn to I, play
4: and i had a i blast. would like i would like and to emphasize that kids.
3: this girls didn't play there were no opportunities For girls to play hockey at all when we were growing up it just wasn't a possibility it it was non-existent
1: all right i'll go uh two facts about me i was a television news reporter for 20 years and lived in johnstown pennsylvania for my first job and then uh Got the call to move to Miami, and I did investigative reporting. And I have 13 Emmy nominations and six Emmy wins. Wow! And another interesting fact is I had breast cancer when my daughter was seven months old. And okay, I'll turn this one into a fun fact. Uh, I made a silver lining out of it, and I made a video diary. And I was really one of the first people to come forward in a big way uh, in the media, showing. That I had cancer and that I was willing to share it with people. This was in 2003 and that really wasn't done at the time and I won an Emmy of that. Well, I won a, wa- a lot of awards for that and I think I became a strong role model for my daughter in terms of taking lemons and, and making lemonade and she, she pointed that out to me just the other day that kind of doing the same thing with this podcast and our mom always said it's not Aww. the. Uh, it's not the cards you're dealt. It's how you play the hand. So I think we're educating people, and we're also using knowledge as power, which is another thing mom always said, to to make something good out of something bad. That's great. And by good. the way, your series on breast cancer was amazing. Thanks,
2: Lise. Yeah.
0: And now it's time for Random Questions from the Friends. They've called our hotline, and they want answers.
4: Hi, I'm Annabella Fernandez. I'm 16 and I live in Miami, Florida. You know, you're hearing a lot about this coronavirus from the news, your parents, the media. What are three common misconceptions that you've heard about the coronavirus that you'd like to clear up?
2: I was gonna say, I think the first misconception is that if you're young, you won't get that sick because uh, it looks like there are young people who are getting very sick. So you need to take this seriously. ICU type sick. And there have been two young people, they may have had comorbids, but one died in California and I think the other in New York that were both under 20.
3: Well, one misconception people are having is that if they want to get tested, they could just go get a test. They're not always realizing that just being eligible to have a test approved is difficult unless you're in the hospital. So I'm hoping every day we say, we hope that's going to change in another day or two or three, but every day it's the same, you know, the check is in the mail type of promise about a test.
1: All right, let's move on to the next question. We had two people, okay? One wanted to know, if you get sick with coronavirus, can you then be reinfected with coronavirus once again? Hi, this is Stephanie. I'm wondering if you...
3: Get coronavirus. Are you then immune? Can you get it back? What's the story? Hi, my name is Jane Foreman. I live in Miami, Florida. My question is this. If you are tested positive with the virus and you are asymptomatic, does that mean you are not going to transmit the disease as much as if you are symptomatic? Also, I believe that, uh, Sue, the doctor, and I went to the same school, so now I know she's really smart.
2: Mary C. wheeler School, I love that. Um, Okay, uh, the the belief now is that you probably cannot be reinfected. Most people think that once you get it, you have immunity. We're not 100% sure, but we think that. And two, the more symptomatic you are, the more coughing, you um, you basically supercharge those viral particles. So yes, if you're coughing, sneezing, et cetera, you're more contagious, but um, anybody can see asymptomatic shedders are also spreading it. So you can't rely on that. That's why people have to quarantine even if they're asymptomatic. Hi, my question is that I've been seeing some friends and um, people on like social media posting about doing, like, hair and nail services in their homes, and I was wondering what you guys think, if that's okay to do, or if there's extra precautions you should be taking, if it is okay, or questions you should be asking them before maybe booking an appointment. Um, Yeah,
3: let me know. Thanks, guys. So I assume we're not talking about the meme circulating where the person getting their hair done is outside the front door and their hair is coming through the mail slot and the hairdresser is inside the front door brushing the hair.
1: We'll have to put that meme on our face, Facebook group post, but I don't think that's what they're talking about, no. Okay. So the question is, should you let a single person
3: come over or, or be exposed to you and mix their germs with your own family's germs? I would say it's not a great idea.
1: Isn't that a hard
3: no, Sue? I mean, I, that, I, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what about I'll, stay I'll take, the F home?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: I'll take that. It's a hard no. It's, um, it's basically, I'm telling people COVID is like herpes. So if you stay away from people, same like herpes, you don't have sex with them, you're not going to get it. Those people aren't quarantining well. You're exposed to all of it. I would say absolutely not. You're not going out. You can let your hair go. You can use, you know, one of the, um, the ones that you can mail
1: order. It's just not worth it. It's not quarantining. This last section is dumb ideas.
0: And now it's time for really dumb ideas.
1: Share a dumb idea that you had this week or a dumb thing that, that you saw that you would like to share. Nobody's gonna admit they did something dumb.
2: Well well the only thing I have to say, you know, we're looking at how to put multiple people on one ventilator. And I mean that's what came to my mind. And it's kind of a dumb idea because it's very difficult to do it safely. And we've been working on it. We've been 3D printing attachments and one of the societies just kind of came out and said, Hey, this is a dumb idea, don't do it. But it's kind of, we just have to sort of keep it there because what are we going to do if we run out of ventilators?
3: One dumb idea is how closely everybody stands together for those presidential press conferences. Right. Oh, I have the dumb idea.
4: Okay, Lisa? Some people are still holding big weddings, even though the state has not allowed it anymore. That's pretty dumb.
3: Yeah, that's a dumb idea. And the the cops
4: are having to break up weddings, which is ridiculous. the back, some people are holding them in their backyard and it's not okay. I'd put three contacts in one eye. (laughs) Three? Yeah. Oh my God. She goes, maybe I have one in there. Let me feel around. And then she said, I had two in there.
1: (laughs) And then after I took out those two... I could see really well. That's how I knew the third was still in there. The other dumb thing that happened is I was peeling ginger without my glasses on. And I didn't slice my finger off. I I peeled. It, It wasn't good. It was bleeding a lot. Even though the peeler was not rusty, I needed a tetanus shot. So I had to go to the doctor the next day, the first time out of the house. And they gave me a tetanus shot through the car window. Everybody's very stressed out. And thinking a
4: million things, including like, do they have COVID? Hopefully, they don't have COVID. Can they leave the house? Are their sisters okay? So, it's very stressful and it's very hard to focus on what you're doing. So, if you're doing anything that's potentially dangerous to yourself or anyone else, put down the phone, focus on what you're doing, on the task at hand, and don't hurt yourself.
1: Good advice. And since it's been so stressful, I wanted to do a special segment with you guys. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Are you skeptical? (laughs) No. Not really. (laughs) All right. Well, you know how we've had a lot of tension. Everybody's had a lot of tension every day, right? Did you bring in a therapist? (laughs) I didn't bring in a therapist, but I've got a new sound cue. So hold on.
0: Let's call in the experts. 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 Experts.
1: Okay. We have an expert. We have Darlene Hackney here, and she's a yoga health coach and an Ayurveda. Oh my gosh, I can never say it. I- Darlene, you say it for me, a lifestyle specialist, and tell me what the specialty is. Hello, can you hear me?
5: Yes. How are you? So nice to meet you. Uh, first of all, I'd love to say thank you to you guys um, for doing all of this. Everybody needs it right now, and- um, for putting your lives uh, on the front lines in the hospitals for everybody. So thank you. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. And to answer your question, Lori, it's Ayurveda.
1: (laughs) Ayur, pronounce it for us again. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. Okay. Ayurveda lifestyle specialist. Now, full disclosure, Darlene and I play tennis together. Her nickname is D-Star and mine is L-Slice. We don't have to go. It's yeah. Okay. Thank you for appreciating that. Um, I get L sliced because I can slice the ball. At least you can slice it too. It's like the one Stein, Stein women trick. But Am I L slice too? Yeah. You have a backhand slice. I don't have that though. But Darlene's thing is we call her D star because she sort of sparkles and shines and Every time I'm stressed out on the tennis court, which is like nothing compared to what we've been dealing with with this, um, Darlene is really good at helping me chill out, and she's going to help us with, you call it a a guided meditation, Darlene? I have
5: an actual meditation that I use for my students, and uh, that one's typically around 25 minutes, but I've cut it short to like maybe two.
4: Perfect. You guys Um, ready? Yes.
5: Aim. Yes. You're into I'm it? ready.
1: I'm ready. We're into it, right? Should we start yep.
4: every podcast this way? We
5: should. All right. Yep. Darlene, we're into it. Yay. Okay. Good, good, good. I'm so glad. So this, the point of this exercise is to actually shift our mindset from our current negative thoughts and feelings to positive ones. And um, I'm going to assume that Everybody's in a comfy, quiet spot. If not, then try to find a quiet space where you can either sit on a chair or on the floor with your legs crossed. In yoga, we call this the lotus position. Um, except for, do not do this while you're driving or any uh, operating any heavy machinery. Uh, that wouldn't be good. So, um, are we ready? I'm yes. ready. Yes. Okay, good. Um, so let's take a second and get comfortable. Sit up straight and uh, close our eyes. And let's take one deep breath through our noses, taking a long inhale and a long exhale through our mouths. You can even make the ah uh, sound if you feel like it. Um, good. Are you, wow. And as you exhale, uh, we want to release all of the busy activity of the day or just the activity of getting here to where we are now. And as you breathe, try to make your inhales and exhales even. Um, you can do this by counting your inhales and the same amount of numbers, exhales. So let's inhale for four, one, two, three, four, and exhale, one, two, three, and four. We can do another breath in and out on our own. And now that we're relaxed, let's take a moment to think about what we're grateful for. So what are you grateful for today? Are you grateful for your healthy family? Are you grateful for the clean water that comes out of your tap? Are you grateful for the trees that give us oxygen to breathe? Or are you simply grateful for the technology that allows us to be here and connect with each other and talk about how to get through this tough time together? And now take that and what does that feeling of gratitude feel like in your heart? There was a time before all of these things And now you can actually feel how excited and how grateful you are that you actually have whatever it is that you are grateful for right now. So you can take a deep breath, inhale, another long exhale, slowly open your eyes, And how do you feel?
3: Much better. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. What a- I feel mm-hmm. much better. I feel oh. like a weight's been lifted, like the stress has been lifted. And I, f- I feel better. I feel lighter.
5: Yeah. This is, this is such a short um, exercise that we really can do at any given time or in any place. Um, you don 't have to actually sit down and cross your legs, but this is something that you know in in a time of such high anxiety and uncertainty and uh, craziness going around us this is this is something that can really help bring us back to center and it 'll actually help you take on the day a different a little bit different and make different choices and just react differently. Did anybody shift how they were feeling from before? Please?
4: Well, it slowed me down a little bit. I actually, true confession, I do meditate on a daily basis, Um, usually only about 10 minutes though, but then I meditate, I feel better, and then it all goes away when things happen. So you brought us back around now, which is great. And I want to play tennis with you guys.
5: Oh, yeah. Yes, Yes, definitely. I cannot wait to get back out there. Yeah, as soon as we can actually touch the (laughs)
1: balls. (laughs) Yeah. Have another person touch the balls who's not an immediate family member. What a concept! <laughs> I
4: know a friend mentioned it to me. We were talking about maybe playing with gloves, but I don't know if that would be a go.
1: Uh,
4: I'd skip it. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Darlene. Thank You're you welcome. so much for coming. Oh, thank that was you,
4: Darlene. So You're I welcome. think it'll help our listeners too a lot.
5: Definitely, I really hope so. I think the world needs a little bit of this right now.
1: They need a little D star.
5: Thank yeah. you. Thank you, guys, for inviting me and for having me tonight. It's thank a- you.
4: That was a great surprise. You didn't
1: didn't spill the beans. I'm shocked. She does Reiki. And sometimes I'll just say, I need a Reiki moment. And she'll just kind of put her hands on me. I don't even really know exactly what Reiki is, but (laughs) it's just that moment (laughs) of peace for me. I know I have
4: friends that do it too. I have no idea what it is. Well, we have
1: it in the hospital.
3: and um, um, Even, yeah, one of my patients who had uh, metastatic cancer She had it done. She's like, you know, it's kind of hokey, but I like it, and I think it helps me.
1: Lise, what'd you get from that meditation? One word. Peace. Amy? Relaxation. Sue? I missed it. Yeah, (laughs) she missed it. But anyway, that concludes episode four, and we'll be back next time. Right, guys? Yes. Yeah, wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Unless
2: I had to. to.
0: Yeah, okay. If you've got a question for the Four Sisters, or even just a random comment, call 786-474-6040 and check out their Facebook group, Instagram, and their website, Four foursisterspodcast.com. Use the number four or spell it out. That's one choice the sisters leave entirely up to you. Stay safe, everybody.